You're listening to Spraymakers, the podcast that dives deep into the world of slalom with Chris Rossi and Trent Henderson. This is Nationals Week in the U.S. and Canada. The boys have skied many events over the years and have lots of quick tips to be best prepped for tournament time. This is the Monday of Nationals. Nationals, you know, for a lot of people today, they're actually traveling uh, down to West Palm Beach in Florida. So we, we uh, Rossi, you've done a heck of a lot of nationals, a heck of a lot of tournaments, as have I. So let's go into the nuts and bolts. Like this is, for a lot of people, you know, this is the biggest event of the year. Um, and, you know, and, and a lot of their goal setting and, and the season planning was, was based around peaking for this particular week. Um, Chris, let, let's, let's go in the nuts and bolts, like what we need to do, what, what you should avoid. You've, you've been to West Palm beach, uh, like a ton of times. How many, how many tournaments do you think you've skied down at Okahili park? Oh my goodness. 20 plus at least probably no more way, than hey. that. Con- yeah. Wow. Probably more than that. Considering, you know, I used to go to records there and, and some yeah. other things. So plenty of experience at that site. And first off for sure, you know, this is super bowl week, baby. I mean, this yeah, is yeah. This, for, for water skiers, man, this is it. I mean, as, as far as from the U S standpoint of things, um, this is, this is game time. And, um, finally here, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's here too fast, but it's also, it's finally here, you know, I mean, you, you, yes. you uh, it's kind of a bull sided thing. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've talked about this. Some of this might be repetitive to some of our previous episodes, but you know what, you can't hear this stuff enough. And, um, well, you know, yeah, because yeah, because I remind myself of this every time I'm, I'm getting ready to go to a tournament or every morning that I wake up on tournament day, you know, I, I think, I think let's just start from the start, Rossi, you know, you you've had a lot of experience at you know at this site with it, just with the uniqueness of the of the layout the uniqueness of the site itself um a- anything come to mind in terms of like how this is different than going to just you know a normal lake you know what what's uh, just sort of what, what can people expect at, at Oakley Park well i mean it's one of the best skiing places i've ever been to in my life it's True. it's True. it is yep it's 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 deep it's supportive. Um, you know, the, it's, you know, it's, 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 you can, you can run big scores out there. So, um, even if you're coming from the West, even if the water feels different, even if all of that really understand that this water sets you up as good as any water possibly can to ski your best. And although it could feel different than home, you know, get your, get your site, site practice in or whatever we want to call it, like go, go get acclimated and, and see it. But, you know, just know that, holy cow. I mean, if you were to design from scratch, design a facility to run a U.S. Nationals, it is hard to beat this one or imagine anything that could be better. You know, I mean, you've got the tents all set up right on that in between the, you know, the main lake and the east west lake and, you know, the turnpikes over there. And then you've got your jump lakes. I mean, this place is so convenient for U.S. nationals. Other thing is you're just miles from the beach. You know, I mean, like yeah. it's it's pretty darn good. It's easy to fly into Palm Beach or or uh, Fort Lauderdale or all those stuff. So anyway, back yeah. to the skiing part, man. The as far as I'm concerned, you've got your set. You're pretty much dialed in. I mean, you know, the only things, only variables there, you're going to have probably great calm weather most of the day. If you're late, mid to late afternoon, you know, we typically get some thunderstorms and stuff like that. 
you know, so you could have some windier setups and things like that. So, you know, for those of you that are, that are getting ready or that are coming, you know, just make sure that you're, you're ready with your strategy. I think that's, that's been something that, um, you have to really think about going into big events. I know that, you know, like yesterday I, I practiced an opt up set. It's not, really what I wanted to do for the day, but I decided, I was like, well, you know, I, I want to have all my strategies kind of play out and make sure that, I'm comfortable that's a good with point. those. Yeah, you that's know, a good so. point. And if, and if, if opting up isn't, you know, just really isn't going to be, uh, you know, a potential uh, scenario for you, but then you make sure you, you, you do practice, even if it's just one time practice starting at that, that speed or line length that you typically wouldn't, you know, either one up from your normal or one down from your normal, just in case there is, you know, a scenario where, where you're going to want to play a headwind versus a tailwind. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you never know how the scores are going to lay out or, or whatever. I mean, I just know, you know, I mean, even thinking of my kids and stuff like that, I mean, their hardest pass, I would rather them not have to do it in a stiff tailwind, you know, I'd Mm -hmm. like to have it, but then again, you know, so anyway, that's the point. Just, just, um, you know, that, that's what I'm doing here. We're not quite to, I mean, it's, it, this is going to come out on nationals Monday. So we're a little bit before that, but anyway, we are here. We're talking about it. Okahili park, West Palm beach, Florida. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's hard to beat the one. I mean, Trent, you've been there a bunch. What are, yeah. what are some of the things that, that jump out to you that maybe I, I glossed right over? No, I, I, you know, I think probably just the most interesting thing is, is it's going to be a little different in that there, you know, it's things you don't necessarily think about, but there may be a little walking involved, (laughs) you know, like a lot of these, a lot of these lakes, you know, you, you pull up and you park beside the starting dock because it's just one, one lake. Well, this is like five lakes kind of sprawling all over the place. So, you know, that keep that in mind, this is like, this sounds silly, but, but have the right shoes, like maybe showing up with flip-flops isn't isn't your best bet cuz you might have to you know from where you park to where the starting dock is you might have to put a you know a little bit of a a little bit of a stroll in um mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think you know apart from that you know just know that like these lakes were designed for skiing and for big scores i mean the those setups are relatively long um like the sight lines everything you know everything looks really really good some of the best scores in the history of the sport have, have, have come out of this place so okay so we're moving in you know let's let's get into the nuts and bolts of this rossi so moving into to a tournament like this you know whether you have one practice set left or whether you're already there how do you rossi how do you whittle down your mental cues like too often especially when things, you know, it, there's like the gravity of the event and it feels really huge and people go out there, you know, and, and they, they want to do, you know, they want to have a strong gate. They want to have a wide gate. They want to have an easy turn in. They want to have their hips up. They want to, how do you whittle down your cues? Like when, you know, when you're, you know, the day before an event or even the morning of an event, you're trying to think, you know, how, what's my on-water approach going to be? How do you, how do you simplify 10 things into, into one or two, or what's your, what's your rule for that? I just try to find the things that I know are the things that are going to give me the highest likelihood of success. So yeah. for me, you know, for me, it, and we've talked about this and we beat it up, you know, it's, it's, I'm going to focus on my gates. I'm going to yeah. focus on, you know, hopefully having, finding that timing that's right, making sure that the boat and I are matching when it's time for me to turn in, you know, yeah. and I, that's number one most important thing. And just really feeling, you know, feeling connected and strong through my edge change 
you know, mm-hmm. I guess that's that's kind of, you know, just feeling the, the completion of that acceleration and swing into the buoy. And then, you know, at that point for me, I want to just go ski. Like I, yeah. I like I, I will guarantee you one thing. Crazy stuff's going to happen or unexpected or whatever. You're going to have a moment. I mean, I mean, I can think back to just regionals a couple of weeks ago and, you know, like I was turning on my second pass buoy one and I went to put my hand on and my finger almost kind of went under the handle instead of just naturally grabbing around it the way it would. And at 35, I was able to like, no. And I pulled my finger back out and got it on the handle and was able to just keep going. And it was, you know, it was, it was fine. I I worked through it, but like that little moment, I could have gotten lost in that moment and, you know, lost my focus and, and fallen or made a mistake or one of those things. But I like having something like that happen because it kind of like heightens me and makes me ready. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Reassures you you that everything's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of like to have something a little bit, you know, like that happen in one of my first two or three passes, you know, I'm setting up my fourth and fifth pass or my money passes. So in those first three, I'm feeling things out, you know, but I want to keep it real simple, you know, that yeah, you know too. gates gates in that one thing what's that one thing that yeah. has been there for you all season um having 27 things is too much the brain can't my brain can't process my, no no it doesn't work might, for anybody but, no okay. it doesn't work for anybody like you want to like and i'm i'm with you i'm gonna have i think of it as i'm gonna have um a key or even two keys that are external to to the actual course like so something about my gates, like just something that, you know, in the, the, in the calmness that surrounds that, that gate sequence, because, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not buoys flying at you. I'm going to have a key there, maybe even two keys there. Um, But from that point, from the moment I turn in, I'm going to have one word or maybe two. And they're going to be, you know, for me, they're typically one of those words is going to have something to do with, with body position, you know, whether it's whatever that word needs to be, but whether it's chest, whether it's hips, whether it's squeeze, whatever it is. And then I'm going to have one word that's going to, that's going to have something to do with, with rhythm. And, and, okay. and that's it, you know, and, and I think, you know, deciding what those keys are going to be really is just, you know, where, just where have you been the last couple of weeks on the water? What's been the most effective? Where's your mind been at? And then, you know, you can just kind of, you know, just kind of block out the rest, you know, go, go, because I always feel like this, like if I execute, the score is going to happen. So I just, you know, I'm going to get lost in my keys that I know are going to, you know, aid me in just consistent execution of one or two things that I know need to happen. Um, And then I think Rossi from, from there, I get asked this question a lot. What, what, what do you, what do you know you need to bring on that day? You know, meaning, meaning like the actual day that you, you, you're going to see at nationals, what do you bring to the lake? Is there anything that, that, you know, over the years it's, whether it's odd or not, there's just things on your checklist that no matter what, they're going to be in your bag. Uh, no matter what in my bag. Well, there's a couple things. One, a fid yeah. and some rope. Cool. That sounds crazy, for but yeah, for that's, for, that, that's for your handle. So first thing I'm going to do is go and check my handle and I want to make sure that I'm right on the actual line so that, you know, after I ski and it gets stretched and wet and all that, you want to make sure that your handle stays in tolerance. And, and when, when do you do that? Like how, I do how that. Are, like, 
I'll do that the first thing I do when I get to the lake. I'll even do that the Me day too, before. You know, I, like, I was gonna, I, I was gonna gosh, say with us, I'm like man. a weirdo. I often, if I go, if I'm strolling the lake because I got there a day early, I often will yep. measure my handle the day before. But if not, I'm with you. I'm gonna do it like three hours before I ski. Yep. No, I mean I, that that was uh, in play at regionals. We went, we pra- we showed up on Thursday. Boys skied Friday, right? So, and I skied on Sunday, but. We show up on Thursday, practice, right after practice, go over and, you know, whatever. It's not really registration anymore because that's all complete, but you check in and get a goodie bag and and all the lovely sponsored things that they give out. And then right from there, I took all three of our handles right to the starting dock. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird because another division is going. So what I do is I watch, you know, I watch for an opening. You know, I'm not going to make, I don't want to, I don't want my time to screw up somebody who's getting ready to ski and make them feel anxious or anything like that. So when I see the handle checker machine, yeah. you know, open and available, then I go over and I check all, I check them all. And, and yeah. so and, that's the way it goes. And, yeah. And, and like, give yourself a big enough window. Like don't, don't do it 20 minutes. Don't do it three skiers before you're on the water. And, and even if you checked your handle last week at regionals or two weeks ago at regionals, check it there because it, and it from experience and it doesn't make sense, but they're not, there's variance, right? These things are, these things are made by humans. So just because your handle was good somewhere else, don't assume it's, it's going to be good here. Go and check it. And if it's not right, or if it's even, you know, so close that it's making you uncomfortable, do something about it. If you don't, you know, if you don't have a fit, if you don't have the tools and you're not comfortable doing it, you like 100%, but, make your way to the radar booth. Brooks will be there. I'll be there. Rossi will be there. If you need help with your handle or for that matter, Masterline will have a booth there. You know, don't, don't chance it. Don't, and don't, you know, don't panic if it's not right. Cause even if you don't know how to fix it, there's going to be people there that will, you know, be more than happy to help you. That's, that's so, a great, that's a great point. And don't try to learn it your first time, you know, <laughs> an hour yeah. before you're about to ski. Like you have other things that you need on your mind. So find And if it's a little bit help. long, don't tie a knot in it. Ever. <laughs> Let's just fix it. Someone yeah. will fix it. Someone will help you. So you, you have, help. you've got tools to make sure your handle's good. What else, what else from experience? What little nuggets do you have that you should I, bring with you? Well, I, I, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've been working at a nationals and, you know, somebody, let's say they finish skiing, they come in, they see the new ski, they want to, they want to try the new ski. And I, and, and so they, you know, they buy they purchase the new ski and I'm going to swap them over and set their new ski up. And I realized like they just skied nationals with loose screws. They just skied nationals. I can feel their boot being loose on their plate. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like our, our, we, we need to remember to check our equipment on the daily. Now, for me, you know, being a tester and an R and D guy and and that kind of stuff, I'm I'm used to. I always check my stuff, but I just see a lot of people who don't. So I always have a screwdriver with me. I mean, you don't have to be a fin setup or a person with calipers and all that, but at least just make sure that your equipment is ready to go, meaning all of your screws are tight. Um, the one thing that I wouldn't mess with in that zone is I, I do not yeah. use my screwdriver to check my fin box and, and stuff like that if because that can change your settings on your, on your deal. So I would just make sure my yeah. boots are tight. Like if you have bungee on your, on your, on your, boots and stuff like that like make sure that that bungee doesn't look frayed and old nothing worse than you know trying to strap on 
you know, at a, at a tournament and have something not go the way you want, like break a string or something, you know what I mean? So yep. just yep. check your equipment, make sure it's all good. I mean, same thing for people who use rubber, like look and see, like, are, are, you know, is that thing stretching out and looks like it's about to tear or does it have sun damage? Like, you know, just check those things, make sure of that. Same thing with like, we were just talking about handles. Like if your handle is heavily frayed, why would you ski on that at a nationals where it could possibly break and end your, end your run early, let alone like, yeah, yeah. you know, hurting that it, that it, it, when it pops and stuff like that, it can tweak you out and you can take a hard crash. Like take that even out of the equation. Like I've had that. I mean, I've had that happen. You know, I, I used a handle too long and, uh, at a U.S. Masters, I, you know, it, it broke on me right when I was feeling amazing. So yeah. anyway, just, just like give your, give your stuff a once over, you know what I mean? Like, yep just doesn't make sense you know but on the same token i have seen i've i've seen skiers who were like oh you know my fin screws were loose so i tightened them all down and i'm like well you needed to check your fin before you did that so i mean i think there's some there is some balance in there of like so basically <laughs> by by tightening their screws they adjusted their fin yeah yeah so yeah. I mean that's a th this is this is like in the weeds type of stuff but but my point is if you don't know if you are not comfortable I guarantee there are people at nationals like Trent like myself you know and and, and from other companies whatever like you can find someone to make sure that you're set up for success if you don't quite know and don't ever be shy I mean none of us will ever think less of you for coming and asking for help. If anything, we're going to be the first people that want to jump out there and, and offer you assistance and try to set you up for the most amount of success. So, yeah. so those are some of the pitfalls that, that I, you know, so, so yeah, so just a screwdriver and a rope and fit, you know, like for me, but like yep. that, those are just a few things that I have in there. Um, what else, what, what, what are, what's, I, I'm sure I'll come up with more, but it's probably time yeah. for you to jump in here. No, so what, what so, do you have, man? Yeah. What's in my bag. Okay. So apart from, you know, obviously the equipment, all the equipment that I'm going to need, um, for on water, um, more water than I need, mm -hmm. like, you know, so both my water bottles are full and like, and just use that as a rule of thumb, more water than you know, you're going to drink. Um, one, two more food than I know I'm going to need. Um, you know, uh, like a, a snow cone maybe isn't, isn't, isn't your go, right. <laughs> or grabbing something, you know, from, uh, from one of the vendors right before you ski, maybe isn't, isn't your go. So I'm just going to have, you know, the snacks that I know that make me feel good. Um, you know, the hour leading up to, to, to when I ski, um, a book, I always, always have a book. These things run long. I'm the type of, type of person that wants to get there three hours before I ski. So I'm going to spend some time. So I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a book to read. Um, and probably the, the other one that, that this is something I picked up along the way, I'm going to have two towels. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have like the towel that I'm going to use, obviously just, you know, like a normal person would, but I have a, I have a sacrificial towel and this is, I'll tell you why. And I, and it's, this has come into play for me a lot of times. Um, I use vapor boots, so I obviously don't need soap. And not a lot of skiers use soap in their bindings anymore, but still, I mean, every, every site, there's still going to be a handful of skiers using soap. Um, the carpet or the mat on the dock is often crazy soap saturated. And if you use hard shells, 
the feeling of soap inside your hard shells or inside your vapor boots is, is in my opinion, the worst. And, and the feeling of soap all over your gloves when you go to set yourself down on the dock is the worst. So I, I have a sacrificial towel. I'll, 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 um, I'll lay a towel out over the soapy mat. So I know that I'm not going to get soap on my feet. I'm not going to get soap on my gloves. Um, that one's maybe like a little, you know, a little tweaky, a little, you know, a little excessive, but it's, it's just something important to me. I don't want that feeling of squishy soap in my, in my, in my vapor boots when that's not the feeling I'm, I'm accustomed to. Well, you know, and the thing is that that's, a, that's an easy fix. Even if our listeners are on their way to national site right now, like, you know, just grab a hotel towel and, and add it into your mix. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to. Yep. You don't have to panic about that, but I, you know what, that it like, that's so true. Like you don't, you don't think about the all worst. these things until <laughs> you're in it and you're like, oh man. And yeah. now I was trying to like think in my mind, I'm like, you know, I've only in all my time skiing at nationals, I think I've skied every single time on uh, the main lake, the North South Lake there yep. right by the tents. And yep. that dock is a heavily used dock. And I'm trying to decide, like, I can't remember, does that dock get soapy? It actually, it might be one of the ones where I'm like, ugh, this is, this is oversaturated. So anyway, the point yeah. being, what a, what a great little tool to, to throw in there and make sure that you're, that you're, you know, ready to go and, and things like that. I mean, sometimes I'll throw in a yoga mat, like, you know, I, you could use there it for that same, you could use it for that same thing, but I kind of like it to have something to sit on that, that has a little bit of cushion and, and keeps me out of the grass. I mean, remember this for anybody that doesn't live in Florida, there are fire ants. There are definitely ah, fire ants around. You watch where you stand, you watch where you sit. I'm sure that, you know, Okahili Park does their best to, you know, limit the exposure to that stuff. But I can tell you, I went to college in Florida and I have had many a, many a bite from a fire ant and they're not horrific, but they also tend to, you know, They'll, they'll get all over your leg before one will bite you. It's like they know what they're the doing. And then, oh, it, and do, then it sucks. It sucks. And then, it, you know, it hurts and then it itches and all that stuff. So watch out for that. But so sometimes I kind of throw something in there like that. But, you yeah. know, uh, um, I, talking about all this, well, do you have another like key thing in there that you that you're you're always into? I mean, hydration in Florida, you are going to sweat. You're going to be losing electrolytes. You're going to need water. Definitely, you know, maybe some sort of electrolyte tabs. I mean, there's healthier options yep. than than Gatorade and things like that. But I mean, if that's your last choice, that's still better. Don't let yourself get run down. I think uh, having a little more food kind of still helps in that same realm of the electrolyte slash salt slash all the other stuff, sugars. Keep your keep your baseline at a in, in the middle there, and you know probably like you were saying some uh, red dye number five right before you go in an icy cone is probably not you know the the <laughs> <Maybe> most <laughs> yeah maybe it is i mean who knows but um you know but something okay. like that but hydration's huge people you know i mean yeah i i can't say enough like we want you i want you out at the site i want you enjoying u.s nationals but i also like don't be afraid to go back to your hotel in between and 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 catch some ac or, you know, like I've, I've been known to go out to lunch and, you know, and get a, well, hopefully a nice salad or something like that. But really what I was trying to do is use the AC for an hour, you know what I mean? Or yeah. even go to the mall, you know, yeah. and just, even if you just go sit down somewhere, just, just to not be exposed to that direct sun and that relentless humidity there. 
I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a brutal yeah. one for me. I'm sure it no, is for, for sure. you too. Yeah. You know, you got to, yeah, you have to take care of those factors for sure. You know, stay in the shade, stay hydrated. Um, so, <clears throat> so you've done your handle, you know, you, you've checked your gear. Um, at what point then do you start moving into actual preparedness for the task at hand? You know, do you have like, like, do you have a, how do you do it? Do you have a, like a, a, a skier count or, or, or estimated time or, or how do you, when do you start transitioning from, you know, for, for me, like sitting there reading a book, staying in the shade or for you, whether it's, I know you, you, you're more of like the social guy before you ski. You love to, you know, to catch up with your buddies and, and, and chat. But, but, but at what point do you start moving into like Rossi time, like getting ready I'd say to an ski hour. Time? I'd say an hour before I'd say an hour. What's that, I'm look, starting what's that to... look like? It looks like about eight skiers, I'd say, you know, I mean, you can kind of see what the, what the, what the time frame's going. I mean, but if you're in ideal conditions, I'm saying I just kind of put six minutes at least, or six minutes, sorry, what am I talking about? Yeah, yep. six minutes a skier. And then, yep. so you got about 10 skiers is about an hour. So I will look at, so then I look at the running order. I look at where I'm at regardless if I'm first out in, 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 you know, one division or whatever, but I back up 10 skiers and then I, I basically memorize that person's name, you know, and then yeah. I'll be hanging out watching, you know, I already went, you know, we've done this in the past. Like I'm going to go, whenever I get to the lake, I'm going to probably pull my ski bag to the area that I hope to make as my home base. And I don't make my home base as close to the starting dock as possible. I tend to make it in the most, serene and happy place that I can be. I don't know how to yeah. explain that, but I just find yeah, my spot. You find it. it has, it yeah. has shade. It always has shade. And, um, you know, and I, and I've been known to change too. I might pick a spot and then all of a sudden I come back to my spot and there's 12 people around my spot. And I'm like, this isn't the, this isn't the vibe that I'm looking for. I need to, I'm going to switch it up. So, but anyway, at, at, so I will have done that before 10 skiers, but I mean, if it hasn't happened by then at 10 skiers, for sure, I will go find my spot, do all that stuff. And then, um, for me at six, when the seventh skier before me is finishing mm -hmm. their run, or their, their ski run skiing. That's when yeah. I go, that's when I start my warm up process. Okay. You know, and then, so that's when you're going to start your physical warm up, and, and, yep. and everyone's is going to be different. And, and right. you know, so obviously we, we wreck, you know, like these timing cues, I think are really important because I've honestly, most people get into this, this, this too early, but so your physical warm up is going to be the one that, that you do every day before you ski. And, and, and if every day before you ski, your warm up consists of taking off your shoes and putting on your boardies. Today isn't the day to start changing that. You know, it's something maybe to explore in the future if you if you feel like a more dynamic warm up is going to be beneficial. But, but you know, to on this day, on this Nationals Day, you're going to stick with the physical warm up that you always do. What, but walk us through yours um, quickly, Rossi. Like, what what what's step one for you once you once you know, that six skier mark is is is, is happening. At six gear, Mark, I am going to mosey over to my ski bag. I'm going to get my changing blanket and throw on my, throw on the shorts, my lucky shorts or whatever shorts that I've chosen. And, you know, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my sneakers on with my socks. Like I'm probably not going to be, it's, it's so hot there. I probably won't be walking around in big tennis shoes, but if I'm walking a lot, I probably will. So, you know, uh, who knows, who knows. Right. But anyway, my yep. point is I get, get kind of ready, but I'm not in a big hurry because my warm up has changed a little bit, but I'm going to 
probably five skiers before me. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back. My right yeah. now, when I go to the lake, right now, like I just went to the lake the other day, I jump out of the car, I uncover the boat, I get everything ready, and then I get my two boys ready to ski. They take their set. We usually get there before my training partners show up to the lake. So they get their set in. And then when I know it's going to be my turn, then I carve time, I throw on my running shoes, and I go for a run. My run would consist of probably a half mile run. Like it's not that far, Mm -hmm. just enough. I just, well, all I'm trying to do is get my body moving. You know, when you're running every part of your, you know, bar, your arms, your legs, everything's moving. All I'm trying to do is get blood flow moving. And in, in so being, I've also found that I can allow my, my mind to race all of those things that I may be nervous about and things like that. When I first start running, my head seems to, you know, be really be full of that kind of stuff. And I just let them be, you know, a lot of times it's like, Hey buddy, there you are. You're a little nervous. Okay. Well, what are these things you're thinking about? Can I control any one of these? Absolutely not. They're not, you know, so anyway, by doing my run, I, I get warmed up and I allow, you know, some of that chatter in my head to, to disperse. And, and because I don't put a lot of weight on it, it, it just kind of allows it to, to leave. So Yep. But I go for my run um, in practice and then I come back to the dock and then I will. But right before I get to back to the dock, I do a few active kind of stretches. I do this weird bend over scoop thing that that gives me some some hamstring and calf stretches. Um, yep. I do these Frankensteins where I might kick one foot out in front of me and then the other arm comes around and meets it about waist height. Um, so I'm going to do some, some of that kind of stuff, some high hurdles, you know, pick my knee up and then act like I'm jumping over a hurdle with that leg and then do the other leg, just opening my hips up. These are all just little things that have happened to me. Maybe a couple of planks, you know, if I, if I'm feeling like my low back's a little tight, stuff like that side plank, but there's just, there's a few things that I, that I'll do, you know, depending on, on how my body feels, but there it's really my total warm up time is that little bit of a run and then probably 3 minutes max of this just active walking and stretching and and doing a few of these exercises and then i'm going to walk over to my stuff pull that stuff out you know casually put my you know get my rope unwind that like i i like i'm not racing to go ski so i probably take another 15 minutes after I warm up before I actually ski. So what do I want to really be doing at a big tournament or at any tournament, right? Is, is acting as, as if I am as close to that as possible. So in the past, I would do my run at, uh, I would be ready to run at the sixth person before me. Now I start to get ready to run at the sixth person. And I probably won't actually do my run until four people before me you know, yep. and then I'll go for my yep. run. And then I come in, I, I don't want to cut it so close that it's perfect timing as if I was there, because if somebody 100%. falls yep. or misses a gate, I do not ever want it to be that I'm oh, crap. racing. Now I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. It I is. It's to... finding that it's, it's finding that it's finding that balance where, where, where I can just be casually getting ready at the same way I typically would on any given Wednesday at home. Uh, but also leaving just a slight buffer that if even if two people go down inside that six year span, that I'm still going to be fine. I'm going to have to, you know, maybe 
hustle it a little bit, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to panic and not going to have to, you know, um, truncate anything. I'm not going to have to, you know, I'm not going to have to skip any of the steps. Right. Right. Um, that's a, that's so true, my man. Like, like I can't tell. So that's, that's where like, I would probably go for my run two skiers before I ski technically, if the, if the timing worked out primo, but I have to have that buffer. So that's why I say it's about four skiers for me right now, but I might, you know, I might jump the gun a little bit and go five skiers. If I find myself that I've done my warm up and I, I realize, Ooh, I did that a little bit early, then I'm not just going to sit down. I'll probably, for me, I'll probably just go and walk the shore and just keep moving. Like not, yeah. you don't have to be high intensity, but for me, I want to keep moving, just kind of laughing. Might might chat with somebody for a split second, but I'm going to excuse myself from any kind of big, big convo if we're getting, you know, in that kind of realm, because I want to put my brain kind of where I, where I like it to be. That's why I do all of this every day before skiing. For sure. For sure. And and again, like that's, and that's, that's our, you know, that, you know, we'll talk about different types of dynamic warmups and scenarios next season, but, but for now stick with what you know best, right. With what you're the, you know, with what you do every single day, um, two skiers to go. So, you know, there's two, there's, there's a skier just leaving the dock. There's one on deck. And then you, where are you at right now? I'm going to go and get my gloves wet. Yeah. I'm going to have my ski laid out. I'm going to make sure, you know, I will have already checked my screws and my stuff like that. But, you know, I want to make sure uh, I, I, you know, I typically, after I ski, I typically uh, lace up my boots and stuff as if they were laced up and ready to go. So I will mm-hmm. undo those things. You know what I mean? Like I'll lay my gloves out. I've got my handle and vest there two skiers before I'll probably walk down to the dock. I will, you know, I'll probably recheck my handle for the 13th time just cause just out of habit and I'm going to get my gloves wet and I'm going to start to kind of put the gloves on. I'm not in a big hurry. I know that when the skier goes out before me, the skier right before me, even if they say hit it and miss their opener, if I have my gloves on, it's really not hard for me to just throw my, throw my vest on, hand my handle, put my ski on, you know, that kind of stuff. So I don't like to be running down to the dock. I have done that. I've actually miscalculated <laughs> when to show up to the, to, to yeah. us nationals. Yeah. I mean, I literally, yeah. I'm, I like get out of the car. I'm, I'm doing that crosswalk over the main lake starting dock and somebody comes running. They're like, dude, you're gonna miss. And I'm like, what? And uh... then just sprinting. And the guy in front of me took off from the guy that's in the one right before me took off. And you're like, oh my, I don't even, my stuff's not even out of the bag right now. You know, I had please somebody run four like, passes. please run four passes. Oh my gosh. And, and of course they did not. I'm still trying to get my glove on and the boat's coming and it's my turn. And I can yeah. tell you, I ended up skiing okay, but holy cow, that's Wasn't not what you were looking that's, for. That's that's not what I'm looking for. So I'd rather be and on the opposite I... end of the, <laughs> and the opposite end of the spectrum too, though, is like you know, and I see people do this. I'll see people, you know, with their, I'll see people completely geared up, gloves, everything, with five skiers to go, and I'm like, you know, and like so, don't make that mistake either. You know, again, unless you typically would gear up and then hang around for 40 minutes at home. But, but no, there's like, there's a natural, 
you know, there's a natural order to these things. There's a natural cadence to these things, right? You know, and, and similarly, I've seen people with their boots, I've seen people put their bindings on the moment that the, the skier takes off, the skier before them takes off. And, you know, so now we're looking at, you're going to be, you know, sitting there in your boots five, maybe six minutes, you know, it's like, don't, don't let, you know, the, the, you know, don't let anxiety dictate your, your actions, right? The easiest but way to control the, anxiety is, to, is for you to do actually the opposite. You, if you control your actions, your body's going to, going to, going to move into a more comfortable, more familiar state. Yes. Yes. But I mean, I will say I watched the pro tour and there's guys that are sitting on the dock with their boot on waiting when the person's skiing in front of them. So yeah, if, that's yeah. what, if, if that is what you if, do in practice, do not second guess it right now. You, yeah. you have established patterns up to this point that have gotten you qualified for the U.S. nationals. It's clearly yeah. working for you, whatever you're doing. And so really the, the main thing is to just stay on the path, stay on the path. Do not change. Even if you're not skiing quite as good as you want to ski, maybe, maybe things, maybe you're, you know, just not quite exactly like, I wish I was running a few more buoys or this or that. I see so many people make the mistake going into nationals of like, they already gave up. They already are like abandoning ship and they're going and they're like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, I'm going to change my setup. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, and then it, it very rarely works out. So my advice to everyone, and I'm sure that you would say the same Trent, is you've done everything to get to this point. Yep. You don't need to change anything. You don't need to change your setup. You don't need new technique. You don't need new equipment. You know, get, get through your, get through that round, that really, you know, that important round that we, that we set goals for. And, and then once that's over, once U.S. Nationals is over for me and you're, you're done with your, the event or the events that you're skiing, then it's time to get fired up for the next season. Next season starts yeah. the, the day, the moment after you finish at Nationals, the next season yeah. starts. So for sure. Then, yeah, then get in there. You know, the other thing I just would say for U.S. Nationals, like go and talk to the people in the booths. I mean, Trent, you and myself and Brooks Wilson will be in the performance ski and surf uh, booth, you know, with the, you know, as, a, as the radar contingency there. And we're happy to help you guys to pick the right products. But we're also happy to, to talk to you guys. I mean, spray makers will be at nationals like we are here for you. If you have questions, stop in. You know, um, let us know what's going on with you. If you need help, we're here for you. We want to, we want to give you the best opportunity to, to, to succeed. Um, but stay the course. That's the number one thing that so many people do is they deviate from the path right at the most important part to stay on course. 